It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With less than three weeks to go to the presidential election, all six candidates are attempting to cover as much ground as possible looking for your vote. Businessman Sean Gallagher, who was on his second attempt to get elected, joins me this morning to outline why he should be the next president of Ireland. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Patricia. Nice to be with you. Uh, Well, you're welcome to the programme. How is the campaign going so far? The campaign is going, picking up speed now as more and more people in the electorate begin to get uh, involved and engaged with uh, the various candidates and our vision for the next seven years. And uh, I was delighted to be in Cork uh, just before the weekend there, Friday and Thursday. We were down in Kinsale and uh, we started off actually in Castle Magna, where Trish, uh, my wife, and I got married. Trish is from Cantork, so that's where we kicked off in Castle Magna and Cantork. Got a great reception and down to Kinsale and then Cork City and Mallow and McCroom and so great and great to be in Cork and uh, I, I lived for a couple of years after the last election in Cork where our firstborn Bobby was born in CUH so um, Cork is a place uh, which is, is, has adopted me very kindly and I get a great reception And, and is, is the campaign this time very different or very similar to 2011? I think it's, uh, it's shorter in that we, we knew the last election obviously with Mary McAleese stepping down, um, that it was a sh- it was a, we had a longer lead in, so it's a shorter campaign. But like all campaigns, it's only in the last few weeks as we begin to engage, and the media debates uh, begin to take place, and uh, then all the candidates uh, outline. We all outline our vision for the next seven years and the skill sets we bring, and more importantly, our vision of what we would like to actually achieve in the seven years. And that's really where I'm looking forward now. But Patricia, and, and saying, you know, not what I want to do, but that in seven years' time, if I was uh, finishing my term, if honoured to be elected, what would I like to have achieved and how would I like to have helped the people of Ireland? And I've identified a number of key areas in addition to the ceremonial role and in addition to the protection, guardian, protector of the Constitution. There are a number of key areas that I'm really passionate about based on my own life experience and one of those is the area of disability. Okay, and, and I will I will talk about those but I just I just briefly first I just want to look back before we look forward uh, because I, I want to go back to 2011 just for a moment. What was it like for you and Trish in the days, weeks and months following the election in, in 2011? What, I mean, you mentioned that, that you spent some time in Cork. Was it very difficult to bounce back after what happened? 
It was. It was a different, difficult ending to the election, um, and it did take some time. And like every, you know, I had explained uh, that I had stepped back from all my business interests. And like many people in the country, Patricia, who have ever started over again, you know, there is there is a challenge, and you have to dig deep, and you have to rely on resilience and uh, all of that. But we got great support from. Uh, from our family and friends and the communities in which we lived. And, and that was just terrific. Um, and, you know, thankfully, over those intervening years, we've been busy and worked hard. And um, and now I, I move forward to 2018, having learned the lessons from 2011, uh, but not looking back, only looking forward. You didn't take part in in the first radio uh, debate. I mean, that whole frontline tweet gate, has it dented your confidence when it comes to doing those live debates? No, not at all, because uh, the, the issue about the debates, and I was very clear at the first one, is that I stepped in, you know, genuinely to defend the president because I felt that RTE should have checked the schedule, <clears throat> excuse me, before setting out dates to which the president just couldn't attend. And so this is an unusual presidential election in that we not only have six candidates, but one of them is the incumbent of the office uh, to which we all aspire. And I thought it was important, uh, as I did in 2011, that every single candidate uh, is included. And so I, I, I said clearly that you know, I, I wanted to be and an, an, an was anxious and keen to be involved in all the debates to outline our vision. And there are two purposes of these debates, as I see them. One is for the electorate to hear the vision of each candidate for the next seven years of a changed Ireland with new challenges, but also equally that both the electorate and the media get an opportunity to scrutinise all candidates equally. And so it's now, I think, unfortunate and very disappointing uh, that the president is limiting himself to a number of debates. And I believe you know, there is no better debater in political life than Michael D. Higgins, having given his lifetime to public service. So he, he, he wanted a contest in terms of a debate, and I, I can only presume that it's his, his team that are sheltering him from these debates. Uh, well, th- this election is his to lose. I mean, are those around him, or as he himself decided, it's his to lose that he's protecting himself? Well, I can't imagine it's Michael D. Higgins doing that because he's always been a keen debater. So I'm presuming that it's those around him who are sheltering him from, from, from hard questions and from the debates. And I've been very, very clear. In 2011, uh, it was proposed by Michael D. Higgins himself that I would enter a two-person debate with him. And I, I ruled that out of order because I felt that that was unfair and not inclusive of the other candidates. And this is the very same principle now. Whoever becomes president will have to promote the value of in- inclusivity. And I believe that the process, therefore, by which any of us become president must also be based on that very same value of, of inclusivity. And I think, truthfully, I think his team, if that's what they're doing, I think it's demeaning of Michael D. Higgins himself. I think it's demeaning of the office of president. I think it's demeaning of all the candidates and certainly it's demeaning of the electorate. Would you now call on Michael D. Higgins to do a one-on-one debate with you? Well, I would I mean, what I say is... I, We've got to be inclusive. That would be unfair on all the other candidates and it would be unfair on the electorate to hear everybody. So I think for debates to be inclusive, everybody needs to be uh, included so that we hear everybody's view and their vision for Ireland, but also uh, that everybody is scrutinised fairly and equally. Okay. what is your vision for Ireland? What is your vision for the presidency? 
And it's the first thing people say, Patricia, is that, well, sure, the role is only ceremonial and you can't do anything with it. And I totally, I totally uh, uh, object to that as a view. I believe there is so much that we can use the role for. Just like Mary Robinson, you know, was the first time I became, you know, interested in, 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 the, in the presidency. When I saw she took an office, which up to that point traditionally had been a retirement home for elderly male politicians. And she didn't allow herself to be constrained by that tradition, but instead redefined the role. I'd like to move the role on even further. And I'm not a politician, and therefore I'm not constrained with that thinking. There are a couple of key areas in addition to, the obviously, the constitutional uh, protection role. And that is uh, the area of disabilities, the area of communities and volunteerism, the area of Northern Ireland and progressing, uh, you know, the unification of the people of this island, and also helping to drive the agenda now on the back of Brexit to continue to help, you know, uh, uh, counties like Cork that need further foreign direct investment, but also the companies in Cork who need new markets opened up now on the back of of, of the challenges facing Brexit. And on the disability issue, which is close to my heart, I grew up visually impaired, so I struggled throughout my childhood, and, and, but I've never allowed myself to be defined by any limitations. But I know, having spent a lot of time as an advocate for those with a disability, is that we need to make sure, if I could look back, Patricia, in seven years' time and say that I had helped, along with many others, change the perception that we have in this country towards those with disabilities, that we don't just see their disabilities, but we see their ability. And that those who have a disability, if I could help encourage along with others and empower those who have a disability to step forward in, in, the, in the knowledge that they have a right to live their life to the fullest of their ability, whatever that level is. I also want to help communities. I come as a professional former youth worker in our communities working with Faroe again you know, disadvantaged young people or young people from disadvantaged areas and, and volunteerism to recognise the effort in every single parish and community across the island where people are coming together, whether it's tidy towns or the local football club or the boxing club or athletics, whatever it might be, that volunteerism of taking care of our community, that is, I think, the very best of what we do. Also, on, on, on the United Ireland front, I know there's been a lot of debate. Our constitution is clear that we must move towards the unification of the island. But before we do that, we have to draw inspiration from what Mary McAleese and indeed Martin McAleese did behind the scenes, building relationships one-on-one -on -one with communities, youth groups, sports groups, business linkages. And I was honoured to uh, be appointed by the government uh, to the board of Intertrade Ireland, the north-south trade body under the Good Friday Agreement. And that was about building linkages on this island as an economy. It's, it makes no sense you know, that we have people living south of the border exporting to the UK or to the US, but not exporting you know, five miles up the road into Newry or Oma, Oma or into Belfast. So we need, but this work must start with building relationships that lay down the foundation of trust do you, do you believe communities and then talk about unification of territory? Do you believe we'll see a United Ireland in your life in your lifetime? I absolutely do believe we'll see a United Ireland in my lifetime. But that work must begin now. And it is really about building relationships where each tradition, all traditions uh, feel that they would be included and welcome and that we can all live in harmony together. I mean, I drew recently Arlene Foster's comments. Uh, and I, I made the point that Arlene Foster grew up less than 20 miles from where I lived. But I would never, ever 
the circumstances would never have allowed Arlene Foster and I to ever meet until I sat as, uh, on the board of the North-South Trade Body and met her then. Because while geographically she was closest to me in territory, in everything else we were worlds apart, our life would never, our lives would never have crossed. We need to create opportunities where the linkages happen, where people are in school together, where they're in community organizations, and um, where business is, is, is creating linkages, and also north and south. That is, I think, the foundation. But we must lead by example, and I want to do that because that's the area from which I come. I, I saw the reality of the, uh, of the Ireland I lived in along the border, north and south, before the Good Friday Agreement and after the Good Friday Agreement. And I want to make sure, too, to support the work of the government you know, in the talks with Brexit and moving forward, we need to continue to keep the relationships with our neighbours in the UK strong because that's important for our economy okay. and also because okay. just, our neighbours. Just a very quick couple of uh, questions from listeners. Lehman from Moy, the presidential salary of €325,000 a year too high, along with the unedited uh, allowance of 317000 What's Sean's view on the presidential salary? I have said that, uh, and in, indeed Mary McAleese set this bar, that she took a very a reduced salary and, you know, uh, whatever the government sets is fine, but I would absolutely take the reduced salary. I think that's an important example to set. With regard to the, the um, unaudited accounts, I think most of us were shocked to learn uh, through the work of the uh, Public Accounts Committee that this fund existed and that it had, most shockingly had not been audited for a number of years. I've said clearly... Uh, that I think it should be audited and all public money, which after all is taxpayers' money, should be not only audited, but should be fully transparent where the money is going for, because after all, it's the people's money uh, and we need to make sure that the people have faith and trust in terms of where that money has been spent. Okay, and Maura in Bantir says, well done on not using election posters. If you're elected, would you try to get the all of the other political partners parties not to use them in all elections going forward. I don't and know if that's a role for the president. It, but it, well, it is, I think, and again, it's back to, 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 to Moran Ballantyre. It's about leading by example. In 2011, I didn't use posters. Yeah. This time I'm not using posters, and a number of other candidates are now following suit. I mean, I, and I know Ballantyre well, and when I'm down there, you know, in Cantork, I often run around that lovely football field around <laughs> the, the lake that they have yeah. done. I know the work that community groups do uh, and we, we, you know, we don't need a blight on our landscape against these groups that are doing great work for their communities and also for those who visit. But also, we all have a responsibility to protect our environment, and it's incumbent on all of us, you know, to lead by example. And 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 I'm glad others have, and I think it's something we should move away from plastic posters. Uh, which are just literally damaging and detrimental to our environment and, and a blight on our land. And those cable ties that they leave behind. Listen, uh, Sean, we leave it there. Can we wish you the very best of luck in the presidential uh, election? Thank you for joining us on the programme this Thank morning. Thank you, Patricia. Good to be with you. Good morning to you. Bye-bye. Independent uh, candidate, Sean Gallagher. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.